Welcome to The Bridge. Fun conversations on culture, life, and everything in between. Welcome to The Bridge. We are a show that connects East and West. My name is Jason. I'm originally from sunny California, now living in beautiful Beijing. Today with me is Alex. Hello, everybody. I'm Alex Shu. I'm proudly representing the Northeast part of China. I am in Beijing as well. Oh, yeah. Find us where you get your podcasts. If you like the show, then consider pushing the like button or giving us five stars. Suggestions, comments, anything you would like to share, email us at welovethebridge at gmail.com. We love the bridge. Today with us, we have Kay Gambit, who is a comedian, voice actor, author, and musician from Liverpool, England. He is a voice actor many will recognize from movies such as Moon Man, The Battle for Lake Changjin, and the English voice for Soon Wukong in the Monkey King movies and what, video what? games. He recently <laughs> authored a new fiction novel, We Angry Few, available at Amazon Books. Kay has been a comedian for seven years and has done shows all over China and has recently premiered a groundbreaking show alongside comedian Donnie Fan. Welcome to the show, Kay Gam. Thank you very much. <laughs> Pleasure to be here. And Happy New Year to you Happy out New there. Year, Happy New Year, everybody. everyone. Happy New Year. <laughs> okay. Wishing uh, all the best. Yes. Happy Year off the rabbits. Yeah. Yes, rabbit, you know. I heard that this rabbit year is actually special and that yes. it somehow swallows next year's spring. Double spring. Yeah. Oh, it man. only co- happens once in a thousand years or something. Oh, there we go. I know. They said the next time that this is going to happen is going to be in 1,260 years. How do you know and that? And I'm pretty sure we're going to miss it. Wow. I Well, it depends how AI <laughs> is going. <you> know? <laughs> Please don't take my brain and keep it so that I can see a double spring again. like in Futurama with just heads and glasses. <laughs> I know. I will I will gladly pass on that. <laughs> I mean, we're going to go sci-fi here. Count what's me in. Really, I want to see, see future cars. No, what's really cool is if you actually can upload your mind into a computer database that Oof. in the future when they have like colonies and other solar systems, you don't have to spend 200 years to get there. You literally travel at the speed of light there because okay. they can just send your information through a light beam. So that completely eliminates the possibilities of seeing passersby just trip and fall and you can just laugh at that. Yeah, also he just he just eliminated humanity and now we're all robots. You know? Great, great. Well, we have to keep some humans as slaves. So Kay, could you tell us a bit a little bit about where you're from? Sure. And your choice to come to China. Yeah, so um I started as a um a young police officer in Wait, what? In I didn't know this. You didn't know I was a cop? Wow. I didn't know this. So, I, yeah. I think we have to say, so Kay and I, we've known each other for, well, for a while two now. years. Yeah. Almost we do shows together. Mm. And when you listen to each other's jokes, you know, when you see each other perform on stage all the time, you feel like you know, you know this person really, really well. But apparently, <laughs> we're just, just unearthing new information for Alex. Well, how long were you a police officer? Well, that, well I, um, I was in, in training. We have something called... Uh, Special police, um, which is you don't get paid. It's completely wrong. <laughs> it's, is, is this a British thing? It, or yeah, is... it's a British thing. You, are, you, are, you have all of the authority and all of the training that a normal police officer has. Yeah. They just don't pay you. And then after two years of service, you can apply for a full-time job. Is there another wow. route? Can you get full paid from the beginning route? <laughs> sure, but very difficult. So I was also a bar manager at the time. Uh-huh. And I thought, if I'm going to really do this police thing, that's a big commitment. That, that's the rest of my life, yeah. right? Because I wanted to be a homicide detective. That was the goal. Homicide detective. Wow. I did all the training. I was, I was getting ready to do it. My plan B was military police. 
detective. You were really determined this yeah. whole... Um... I passed the physical exams, I passed the mental exams and all the tests. Mm. I was ready to go. <laughs> but then I thought, this is a big commitment for a 21-year-old. <laughs> My friend at the time just came back from uh, Hong Kong and he was like, dude, take a year in China. Everything will clear up. Yeah. And you'll have fun. And I was like, okay, sure. So I, um, I thought, okay, I'll take, I'll take a year out just to mentally prep myself. Yeah. And um, stayed for nine years. <laughs> that one year turned it into, into almost a decade. I feel like at some point we'll have to rank or, you know, put all of our guests on the show in order to see who had the shortest time plan to come to China and stayed the longest. You know? We could actually just edit that clip out. I plan to come to China for a year and make Ended like up a nine, minute yeah. I feel like we should. Guest after we should. After another, after yeah. another, after another. It was only three months in the beginning. Yeah. 12 years later. <laughs> I'm going to go home eventually. <laughs> At some point. Never happens. Mm. So you came to China to just clear your head about your career decisions. Yeah, yeah I just wanted to <laughs> do some traveling before I eventually do something very dangerous. Did you come career. straight to Beijing? Uh, yeah, I, I applied for a bunch of places in, in China. Beijing just was the first one to accept me. Wow. So I came here and never left. Wow, we welcome it. you. You're listening to The Bridge. Your full-time job is voice actor. Uh, I've many things. That many I'm doing. things. Yeah. He's slash culture. I was about to say that exact word. You know, <laughs> sure. you know, you know that term, right? Slash culture or slash. I d- I've never heard that. She ta- she's taught me this. So it's a direct translation from the Chinese way of describing someone who does a lot of different jobs. Oh, I see. And not necessarily for survival. This person just has a very right. big range of hobbies and interests and capabilities, of course. So this person does, for example, you're a voice actor. You're 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 a stand-up comedian you're a published writer ah, right um you know so you're a, you're someone in the slash culture because you know, slash culture I like, like that. voiceover artist slash comic slash k gambit but you do <laughs> dub the, the guitarist for guns and roses too yes <laughs> well don't you need a big hat for that <laughs> hey you don't know that's not <laughs> i don't oh, i don't oh, know that's child. not you but you're kind of young i mean if you were what, 10 years old or something um uh so could you tell us about some of the movies that you've done or how did you get into this oh man i um i didn't usually I went to Hollywood to try and become an actor. <laughs> I have a joke. Did you know that? I did. I have one of case jokes. I have a joke about this. It's totally true. I went to Hollywood. I did my best. And, you know, the myth isn't wrong. Mm. It's a bad idea. So <laughs> after bartending for a little bit, I came back to England. Mm. Um, after I got to Beijing, a friend of mine was um, voice acting for uh, a company that leases out movies, Chinese movies. Gary, was it? It, it was um, Kimberly, another comedian. Oh, but Gary was there too. Um, that's how I met Gary, actually, mm. uh, a friend of ours, also another comedian, yeah, and voice actor, and voice actor. So she was like, "Oh, why don't you just make some extra money dubbing these, you know, these Chinese TV shows? They're low budget shows." And I was like, "All right." I showed up, I did the interview, and they were like, "Oh yeah, let's do it." <laughs> um, and then I started networking. From I, I really enjoyed it. Actually, it's very fun. And then I networked, and I met some like real agents. <laughs> yeah, and started slowly. Progressing from low budget TV shows to Sun Wukong. Mm-hmm. So Sun Wukong is like the most iconic Chinese yeah. character in all of film, maybe literature. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. The Monkey King. Could you share what, a tiny bit of your Sun Wukong with us? Uh, yeah, I've reprised that role six times. Six. Six movies and video games. Um, two two video games. Um, three movies. Can we know the names of the video games? Or is that still under NDA? Or one of them is NDA. The other is a. It's 
it's like um it's a mashup of different Chinese characters all together. It's a fighting game like Tekken. Uh-huh. Um it's on my IMDb. Okay, we'll look it up. <laughs> Keep it please. Uh, our last yeah. we go look up K Gambit <laughs> yeah. on IMDb. <laughs> K Gambit. So IMDb. if you at home are watching a Monkey King movie <laughs> yeah. and it's in You English, hear the voice. <laughs> the voice I chose. They were like, just just do an American voice. And I was like, no, 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 no. This is Summer Kong. Uh-huh. He has to sound like a monkey man. Okay. Yeah. So I decided to make him sound a little like this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit of flavor on there. That's fantastic. Yeah. I really loved a movie that came out, I think it was last year, called Moon Man. Did it? I went to see it in the theater. I saw it at home. I actually cried oh, during damn. this movie. I know it's a, right. supposed to be a comedy. When they're jumping <laughs> over the crater, have you seen this movie? Was it the uh, Shen Teng and Mari movie where, yes. where there's a, a kangaroo? Yeah, there's a kangaroo. I haven't seen that one and I really oh, wanted to. It's a good one. <clears throat> I won't tell you the scene that I cried because it's kind of a critical moment. It's a spoiler, yeah. yeah but okay. That, so you did that. Yeah. You did that? Um, I did a lot of the... I'm usually the white guys. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime you see a foreigner, oh, well, it depends. What you're, if you see a white guy, mm. that's probably my voice. Wow. wow. Oh my God. What's the process of working on a film like that? You know, a big Chinese film. Do you, is there, a, what is the studio experience like? Is there, is there a director well, there? I ju- yeah, I just did Wandering Earth 2. Wow. Oh, nice. A couple of days ago. I just got off the set. Basically, my agent will, sometimes I don't need to audition because I'm at. Because <laughs> you've had that they, cre- the credit. Yeah, yeah you know? they, they, they know who I am and they're like, just get K to do that. So I don't, I don't need to send an audition, but sometimes they're like, we need to hear auditions. Yeah. So it's me and a hundred other guys. Oh God. Wow. Fighting over security man one. (laughs) 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 Um, But when we get it, um, we get the date, they check the time because there's usually 30 people who need to go in to do the ADR and the dubbing. Mm. So that's, it's a, for the production team, it's a whole, it's a whole week. So before um, the show, you were mm. talking a little bit about the direction. You don't have to talk about any specific production. Just so <laughs> Thank God. generally in an abstract <laughs> sense, what is some of the direction that you get like? And, oh, and how yeah. do you interpret that? Half the time, there's no direction. I show up and they go, okay, you're, for example, security guy one. He says this, here's the scene. So I get to see the scene. Um, and then, they're just like okay do that yeah but you know with either in english or with better english um because a lot of the time it's <laughs> you can interpret it's a french guy or a russian guy so you have to fake the they, they want him to be in, they want him to be british or they want him to be american <laughs> i luckily i can do both but they're like here's the scene here's the script just just go mm. but if it's a big character they'll um sometimes the, the directions are so ridiculous especially for vi- for movies not so much it's the tv shows it's video games wow the directions for video Video games? Oh, my man. (laughs) With a video game, you might hear the same bit over and over and over because you're playing the same levels. Yeah, well, I'll do multiple takes. Mm. Um, They're like, okay, you've been hit. Do a light hit. Like, oh. (laughs) Or, you know, getting hit. Or heavy hit. Or Mm. We'll spend an hour doing that. But some (laughs) some of the notes is like, okay, this this guy, he comes from the mountains of doom. He's the leader of his clan. And I'm like, what do you want him to sound like? (laughs) That's my that's my job is I make him sound like something right mm. yes but he's the leader and I'm like oh, great good for him what does he sound like 
Like, you come he, up yeah. with it. You decide. He ate breakfast this morning, <laughs> and he's still a little hungry. Make him sound like that. I'm like, what? I don't understand. So, and then they'll give me like 12 characters, all with very similar things like that. Mm-hmm. Now, I have to make them all sound different, and then <sighs> I'll get notes back. They're all like, from Mount Doom. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, oh, they, they like that one, but this one could, you know, they wanted this. And I'm like, well, maybe they should have told me. You know, I actually have stories to mm-hmm. share on that. I actually did a dubbing for a TV show as well, a Chinese TV show. Um, unfortunately, the the character, the actor that played who played the character that I dubbed over, passed away, which is very sad. She's a very good actress. Um, but it was it was a TV show about a couple of young Chinese college students, you know, going overseas to pursue further study and then coming back to Zhongguanzun to start their you know career and their their own company to become entrepreneurs overall. And then of course, there's the love triangle, rectangle, yeah, whatever very, it is. That's the main that. thing, right? Yeah. And so. My character was the 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 second uh, female lead, so not the okay. first one. Still had a lot of. I think we did like over. We think we recorded for like three days and oh, over. Wow. Yeah, I covered over like thirty episodes, and I had to. Um, I was in college when they found found us because we were cheap. We we're college students. We cost practically nothing. Yeah, um, pay for your lunch. That's what you <laughs> pretty much. It was three thousand kwai. I remember, and I was like, that's a lot of money for wow. a college student, Cash. <laughs> right? And then um, I remember we went in and. I had to end the show. I had a husband. The husband's name was Frank. And funny enough, apparently Frank's English. Frank was like Australian or something, I think. Okay. But I didn't like his voice. So they found another <laughs> foreigner, like another American guy dubbing over Frank's voice. Who's already like trying you know, to sound Australian. It was, it was it was it was an interesting experience. And I was 21 at the moment. And I wasn't I had never dated anyone at that point. I didn't know how to, you know, I've never had the experience of going to a restaurant, sipping wine, talking about feelings for each other. Right. And there's one scene in the TV show and the ADR director wasn't very good at using words to direct you. Um, I was supposed to say basically like Frank was asking me to marry him, but I I had a daughter and my husband or the, the father, the baby daddy abandoned me and I didn't want to commit to a new relationship to like a foreigner, but he was really charming and nice and helped me in my most awkward moments. And I was supposed to act like I was really drunk um and i'm trying to resist but i couldn't and i had to talk under my breath but he didn't he didn't give me any of those like specific directions and for a 21 year old i was just like and then he just kept being he just kept saying sound more drunk i was like I <laughs> and the sound i more, have a daughter <laughs> yeah sound more like you want to say yes but you can't i was like i don't know how to sound like i yeah. want to say yes but yeah. i can't say yes i don't know how but it was very funny i developed that show into a drinking game Basically, <laughs> wow! I will idea. invite you over. I'll invite you guys over to my place. Every you time we drink hear whatever. you, we drink. If you hear my voice in the show and you laugh, you have to drink. <laughs> that sounds incredible. It's a great drinking game. Like <laughs> we will do that. Yeah, we should. We we'll should absolutely, absolutely give that a try. <laughs> I, I had to speak French <clears throat> once in a TV show. Do you speak French? Now, no, not at all. <laughs> I'm horrible. Hey, I don't hey, even hey, know how to read it. <laughs> I'm a British man. I don't know how even how Ooh, to read that. it. <laughs> French words. It looks like like B A U X. Yeah. And, and, and I'm like, I don't know, Bukes. And they're like, no, he's. And I'm like, that sounds nothing like what it looks like. 
<laughs> so my character was this Texan guy. I made him Texan. He didn't need to be Texan, but I made him uh-huh. Texan. So this this he was supposed to be quite Southern. The Southern American guy um, in China in the TV show, but the whole the whole TV show he speaks Chinese. He's fluent, mm-hmm. but anytime he speaks English, they were like, "We need. We can't have him go from fluent dubbing dubbing English over Chinese, and then all of a sudden he's just speaking English because he's supposed to be bilingual. Okay. So we need another language to dub over the English. <laughs> Wow. And they chose French. They could, I can speak Spanish. No problem. And I told them that. Just do Spanish. And they were yeah. like, oh, we don't have any Spanish translators. Like, I could tell you what. Like, yeah. <laughs> Man, I, I'll translate and make double the money. Uh, but they were like, we, ha- we have a lot of French translators. And they've written, whenever he speaks English, we have all of the French figured out. Okay. I'm like, I don't, I, I don't know how to speak French. <laughs> So it gets to the point, and I'm trying. I'm trying to read this French, and I sound horrible. It's <laughs> horrible, and they're like, "Okay, we need to cut this now. We're getting one of the translators in to, to literally mouth the words while you're reading it. It was so embarrassing. <laughs> oh wow! So while I was doing the entire script, the entire show, there was a girl in front of me <laughs> reading each line before I said it, and I couldn't even get through some lines. I had to do it word by word, and then the they have to cut it together. it together. Oh my wow. god! It was it was a nightmare. <laughs> wow. So you did some of the voices for the battle for Lake Changjin. Yeah, yeah, Changjin. This is a very, very, very big movie. Huge movie yeah. culturally for China. Yeah, I think how it, did it broke the your Chinese friends react when they found out that you were participating in that production? Most of my Chinese friends, they're, they're like, oh, Kay did another movie. They know what to, every, every month they're like, oh, yeah, he did another one. Fine, another movie. She <laughs> stop telling us already. On Earth 2, we get it. But, um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a pretty big reaction because that movie went broke a lot of numbers here. Box office records and stuff. Yeah, I think. it broke the box office here. Um, it was in the news. Like you were reading the news. Yeah, like, even the Western yeah. news had, oh, yeah. had that all over exactly. the place. But that was a good one. Yeah, I mean, people people like it. I have a bigger part in the second one. Hmm. Uh huh. Um, don't know if I can. Tell, if you can't tell us, I don't want you to get get well, you the in movie's trouble. released. I think my NDA is over now. But um, <laughs> <laughs> you can. I guess just don't tell the last five minutes. There's a yeah. scene where an American soldier is camped up in a location. And is just going nuts on uh, Chinese soldiers. Uh-huh. That was me. Oh no! <laughs> You're the bad guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I haven't. I haven't seen the second one. Was yet. One, one of me. But yeah, <laughs> we're gonna go see that. Yeah. No spoilers. But yeah, the Wandering Earth. I just did. I did Wandering Earth, and I've just finished Wandering Earth too. I, I didn't even know there was Wandering Earth too. There I is. Can't, I saw. I saw yeah. the first one in the movie theater. Yeah, yeah. It's a good one. You're listening to the Bridge. When you're going to do a film or TV, do you watch the scenes before you do the voiceover or are you just kind of all at the same time it's just happening? Um with movies they will they'll have it all ready to go and they'll they'll show me the scene mm-hmm. and they'll be like okay that's you this is your lines find it in the script and we'll do a couple tests and if one mm-hmm. of them's good they'll keep it or we'll just keep trying. <laughs> um <laughs> video games way easier. Really? I yeah. wouldn't have thought you would do more takes because I'm just guessing here from an outsider's perspective because if I'm playing Tekken, you hear the same 100 dialogue points a thousand times. So it wouldn't be really critical to get it super right. Right, but they recorded them first, then animated around it. Really? Oh. Yeah. 
the voice is done before the animation. Yeah. Wow. So I'm, I mean, I know that's the that's kind of the 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 procedure. That's the steps for like animation movies and TV shows. But I didn't know that was the same for video games. Video games. Yeah. So wow. I, when I do a video game, they'll get me in first, send it to the animators. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. So it's way easier. They just go. Here's the script. Read they it. Have, they have like uh, previous pictures of the uh-huh. characters. Yeah. Of an artist rendition. Yeah. Or maybe even just a reference because yeah. they haven't designed the character yet. Um, but voices come first. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah. So I just show up and they go, here's the script. Hopefully they know what kind of voice they want. Um, and I'll just record it all. So your your role is actually a little more important yeah, than I, I other voiceover artists yeah. in, in animation movies. Yeah. When I show up to a TV show or a movie, I have to I have to make sure every Follow. word I say is following the guys. Yeah. The guys. The way lips. the shape. Yeah. So we what call them flaps? Do the do they write the the words in such a way that they should emulate the mouth, or do you have to figure that out for movies or games? For movies. Uh, no. Usually it's a some guy they found off the street who looks good, and they gave him a script, and he's probably butchered the line <laughs> so i just have to do my best to make sure the line they wanted it to be is as close to how he yeah. looks like he's saying it as <laughs> I, I, I do want to encourage our listeners if you're in beijing and listening to this episode today i do want to encourage everybody to find k gambit offline to hear his jokes he has a lot of stories that he's turned into jokes yeah. in mm. his comedy set and i've personally <laughs> heard them so many times and every time when he goes when he starts that joke i'm still like <laughs> I want to listen to it again because it's just that hilarious. Well, why don't we plug that? What are some of the venues that you do stand-up comedy in that we could find you if we're in Beijing? <laughs> we just did um, Nugget mm-hmm. in Beijing. We did um, um, the record store. In, in, Li, Li, um, Lai Pai Record Store and 798 in the Art yeah. District. Yeah, there's another common one. We, we do open mics. At Patties. Patties. Yeah. Patio Shays. We're also doing, a. we're, we're going to start a bi-weekly one at... Um, Nuggets, right? Uh, the Wednesday ones are Nugget shows? We're, we're not keeping good i don't know we're not keeping good tops on DJ where we're Fonto does not get a lot actually yeah we, we move around oh, yeah, a yeah. lot some so, venues shut down some don't have time some, yeah some don't pay enough some so patty's is the most consistent one Going back to voice acting for a moment we both know and interviewed todd coons and before yeah. the show you mentioned i that forgot you, about that. yeah he mentioned <laughs> sorry todd has worked with todd yeah, and todd so could you before. tell us a little bit about that because he has been on our show before also nice yeah i've worked with todd before um, he's an OG voice OG, actor, OGVO here. Yeah, mm. um, I'm sorry. What <laughs> OGVO <laughs> vo- vo- voiceover vo- yeah, performer? Voiceover. Yeah. So we call it VO, VO artist. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, you didn't know the lingo. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I've known Todd for a while. Yeah, um, he's a cool dude. We've done a lot of movies together. Mm. Mm. So you. Were you God. a comedian, bartender, police officer back home? No, first time I did comedy was in Beijing. Oh wow. Yeah, I how never did, you, did comedy. Before. How did did you get into that? I thought it, it I've been to a few <laughs> shows and I thought, I think I'm a funny guy. <laughs> you know, like the, the, like the funny man in the office. Yeah. But that's risky because usually the funny man in the office doesn't know how to write jokes. <laughs> it's different. So I was like, I, I, I could probably try it. So I actually used a fake name to do a, an open mic. What? Oh my God. I'd I never met anyone there. So no one knew me. Uh-huh. Um, I'd seen a few sh- open mic shows. So I was like, I'm, if this goes very bad, I don't want anyone knowing my real name so i went in with a fake name um and which was was that's a good question name i think it it was um it was chris wild (laughs) 
I went in as Chris Wilde. Was um, it was it following sort of a Chris Angel kind of yeah, I, feeling? I, I'd had an, uh, a previous email called Chris Wilde for an old job where they didn't want me to use my real name. So I was like, okay, I'll use that. So I went as, as Chris Wilde. <laughs> and unfortunately, I did pretty good. <laughs> Now, at that point, I'm like, damn, I, now I can't go back and reveal my real name. Mm. That's embarrassing. <laughs> you could just do a different name every week for like a few months. Yeah, that could be a brand too. You yeah. know, the, the, oh. the, the comedian that don't tells really the know same his joke, name. What's his always name? comes with a different name. Richard, right? No? Yeah. <laughs> I waited a few weeks and then went back. Luckily, no one recognized me. Uh, and I was like, hey, I'm Kate Gambit. Uh-huh. I'm going to stick with that. <laughs> I, I do remember seeing a, a picture from that time or at least like yeah. five six years ago and Kay looked very different back then I was, I was very style. thin very short hair yeah very short hair very long suited hair up and oh, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm shoulder length f- for a while but like a few <laughs> years ago I was all shaved back yeah all wow. shaved off so could you you're both comedians to some extent yeah so uh, <laughs> <laughs> I needed that Aww. so um, what does it feel like for both of you to do a really good set versus not so successful where people are maybe crickets um, actually, the not su- not so successful ones are more. I hate the word cathartic, but cathartic, but it's more cathartic, you know. And it really gives you, honestly, for us, like we go to shows where we go to open mics. You want to know whether your material really works or not. But sometimes the thing is, when people laugh, they could be laughing for different reasons. So you would rather people not laugh than not understand. Please laugh why at, at my jokes. Please laugh Please at my laugh. jokes. That's why we wrote them. Please laugh at my jokes, okay. but just for my sanity reasons so you, if a show what kind of laugh was that because <laughs> we do i'm sure uh k would concur on that as well sometimes it was not intended to be a punchline or oh, yeah. anything and you then accidental just, joke sometimes and you're yeah. like whoa uh i didn't think that was going to be amusing to you guys and then you know that kind of messes up your not messes up but it puts a little bit of doubt in your mind you're like oh should i change that and then if you take that to the next show you're like oh people laughed at a and then you do a again and no one laughs right. no one laughs right and so you're just that kind of it's like a detour to what actually really works in comparison with when people didn't laugh, then for whatever reason, they're not laughing. Well, that didn't work. So you know you that for don't sure. Don't doubt you know? yourself. If you intended for them to laugh at that point, then it's like, okay, success. Yeah. But if there's laughing somewhere else, it's like you're confused. For me, I guess. <laughs> I have to figure yeah. it out. When I get an accidental laugh somewhere, I didn't intend to get a laugh. For me, that's like, oh, maybe I should extend yeah. like something new there. Push that more. Comedy is a very unique style of entertainment. It's not like movies or music. You watch a movie 10 times to say, same every time and your reaction to to the movie will be very similar each time same when you listen to a song or listen to a live band they're going to do the same song and you're going to have the same experience you're going to enjoy it with comedy it's it's so random it is you could do exactly the same jokes one night and get a, a great response exactly where you wanted it the next night you do exactly the same thing and nothing works exactly this is why sometimes because of covid sometimes online comedy shows yeah. were organized i personally hasn't done it and i don't I, think i only I ever, did one it was quite a strange experience i couldn't do it i don't think i'll ever be able to bring myself to doing it because for us we need to we need 
need to hear it. Like we need to hear people laugh. Seeing people laugh and hearing people laugh are very different. So I always encourage people to laugh out loud. And Kay's a very animated uh, comic on stage. And when you're doing all of that work on stage, all you get people, if all you get is people sitting in the audience and just smiling. Remember when we're on stage, we can't see anyone. Yeah. Lights. There's a big light in our face. Mm. Yeah. We can't see anyone. So if you don't laugh, we assume you're not having a good time. (laughs) Yeah. So we need it. We need it. We really need to hear it. And then when we do different venues and stuff like Dalton, my boyfriend, who's Mm. always in the back and I would be like, oh God, I felt like that was, that just went, and he goes, no, but people are laughing in the back where we're like, we couldn't hear it on stage. (laughs) And that deems that place not so ideal of a venue. (laughs) You're listening to The Bridge. I watch a couple um, performance shows on television every now and then, and I can tell that there's sometimes, I don't want to name the show, the same laugher I can guess in it. different shows. And I'm like, okay, that person is brought in <laughs> to sit in the audience to make that particular laugh during the performances. Yeah. Do you have friends who are crazy laughers that you try to get to shows? <laughs> Well, there's Donnie. That's a crazy laugh. <laughs> Donnie fan. You can hear him in a crowd. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Usually after everyone's finished laughing, he's still going. Yeah. You'll hear him immediately. Also on a lot of taped shows, they'll put, mm, this is an industry secret. Ooh, let us in on that, please. There'll be um, um during laughter parts. It's real laughter from the crowd, but if it isn't impressive enough, they might add just a little audio yeah. file with extra laughter. Wow. I've always thought that's how like a certain sense of humor is trained yeah. for people from that same country. Yeah. So you might be hearing the you know? same laughter file mm. with a someone who was recorded sounds very familiar. Yeah. And they, they were like, "Oh, that was a great laugh. Let's save that." Yeah. yeah. It's like the um, uh, the scream mime. Well, in every movie, the same guy. The <laughs> yeah. Scream, I forget yes. his name. Yeah. 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 I I always identify that. I'm like, okay, that's that scream because it's in yeah. Star Wars. I mean, it's in yeah. everything. It's in everything. It's, it's in everything. Indiana Jones. It's in Star Wars. Yeah. <clears throat> it's in. <clears throat> movies too yeah yeah but uh, comedy shows do the same so could you talk about the i'm sure it's different for each of you yeah Mm. the process of writing jokes preparing (laughs) new material where does that come from you're just in the shower and you're like oh that's funny for me that's uh sometimes that's how it happens actually because we're not we're not neither of us is a a full-time comedian Mm. you know i'm sure full-time stand-up comics will dedicate times to writing Mm. for us it's like we have to just document it on the go if we think of something that's funny like i just put something down on my note yesterday and and you notes on your phone notes yes, in the book i have a i have a i keep the note app on my phone the one that's pinned to the top it's my quote-unquote jokes um <laughs> i just send it to myself on wechat <laughs> smart <laughs> text myself and then it's in like singular uh message form as well that's smart so because if you don't write it down you forget it for oh, sure immediately you because you will come up with a joke you're like oh my god that is brilliant two seconds ago, you're like what was i what was the thing in my so you have to write it down just as soon as you think of it mm-hmm. and then after that that step, I'm pretty sure we people yeah. uh, have different approaches to how to organize it. For me, it's just like, oh, okay, if I write it down and I know that I'm going to go to open mic next week, then I just find a way to to put that into a five minute thing. And then we're going to go to different open mics or go to the same open mic a couple and of times it, yeah. and test it and see. That's where we like to see how people react to it, because yeah. mostly it's it's really hard. I know people are saying, oh, the rule of three 
and all of that. You should have like a yeah. punchline and then a follow up and then punchline to the follow up. It's really hard when you just come up with a joke and that's like exactly how it pans out for yeah. you the first time. So you and actually to you, get, that's a good joke. Yeah. So like, yeah, I open mics is where you kind of for me it's kind of where I get that inspiration. I say that on stage in my writing it stops right there. But then when I see the audience or if I hear you know listen to other comic sets and I'm like oh yeah I could add this to it and after a couple of mics and that's ready and that's just, just repeat that process. Show, yeah. yeah. So your process is very similar. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm, <laughs> I'll have an idea. Um, maybe I'll, sometimes I'll text myself my idea. Uh, for me, when I write, it's in the shower. It's the only time of the day when I'm completely just at zen with the world. Please recommend the the the, the brand of phone that you use. To- <laughs> <laughs> He's in the shower. I know. I'm just at zen when I'm in the shower, and that's when I practice my jokes. Mm. Um, I have a problem also where I'll text myself an idea. I'll have an idea, great idea. I'm like, oh my God, <laughs> this could be a great idea. Text myself. The next day, just like Alex said, I'll wake up and I'll look and i'll forget what i thought about <laughs> what, I'll check what my does notes. this mean i'll check my notes and they'll just say like santa face yes and i'm like ah what did I, what what did you <laughs> yes. mean i have i have you a can, note you can hold you can send Write yourself voice messages <laughs> i know that is smart we i had because i had this note on my phone it says ecdc <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I do that all the time. And I'm like, oh, I'm sure this was something really funny. But yeah. I can't remember what I meant. I had another one that says Edison friends. <laughs> you know, hey, I you t- got some laughs right now. <laughs> that, I, <laughs> it works. Because I t- that's totally a comedian thing. You I'm know sure what we should everyone do? Everyone does that. I think we should do a thing between comics. We should just give each other our own notes. Our stupid notes that we've yeah, got. And then and like the other person with- has to come up with something I'd love to based do that. on those. That'd be pretty fun. Stupid notes. It'd be fun. You're listening to The Bridge. In your repertoire, which is quite extensive, actually, you worked in comic books in a yeah. universe called Unity Universe. Could you <laughs> elaborate on that and what you did? In- yeah, I'm the co-founder of Unity Universe. Um, we write. Um, also, me and my my writing partner, Ari Abramovsky, um, we write novels. And, well, we've only published one so far. We're working on the second. Mm. Um, but we've also published a, a comic book franchise. Um, we, we're only six comics in. Um we decided to do this so long ago. It turned out into just, oh, what if? Yeah. Because we're both nerds and we love comics and superheroes <laughs> and stuff like that. What about this story? And we thought, oh, maybe we just write a, a graphic novel. Mm. But then our ideas kept getting bigger and bigger. Mm. We're like, this is never going to fit in one book. We have to write a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and we just decided to do it. So we hired a writer. Mm. Um, at the moment, our, uh, sorry, we didn't hire a writer. I'm the writer. And Ari, <laughs> we hired an artist. Because mm. if I draw, it's going to be stick figures. <laughs> <laughs> that could be good too, you know, its own thing. Wait, you're telling me... I- <laughs> I could, I could be involved yeah. in the creation of a comic book without being really able to draw. That would be nice. But yeah, a few years ago, we, we decided to hire an, an artist, uh, Brenda Salazar, mm-hmm. um, Mexican um, illustrator, and Amazon decided to publish. That's awesome. So yeah, we're, we're, we're up on there. And then we wrote a novel. Which so is you have two fun. published books. Yeah. No, I have technically seven, but... So wait, <laughs> when you say you wrote a novel, is that the new book that you've just published, That's, We Angry yeah. Few? Yeah. That is and so you can find that also on Amazon. Yes. 
Yes. By checking We Angry Few with Kay Gambit. Yes, you'll find it right there. Could you tell us a little bit about that? Right. Um, the, the comic books are more sci-fi. Um, it's mm. basically, it's a story you've seen before. It focuses on the bad side of superpowers. Our first villain oh, is... Oh, I like that. Yeah. Mm. Our first villain is um, a girl who wakes up one day uh-huh. with um, the superpower to lose her skin. What? So she basically explodes. Oh, gosh. Every day. This is... Just once. No, then because- <laughs> and then she, she goes insane and becomes a serial killer. <laughs> Trying I'm to sorry, this is, find this is other not young, funny, yeah, but... Trying to find other young women back? to... No. She has to find other young women to take their skin and wear it. That is... Wow. Cre- that is beyond creepy. That's one... <laughs> that's the first villain. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. So you basically turned kind of like real-life serial killers into... Yeah. Into super... Like, so they're not bad, super yeah. powers as much as they're the like... Super villains. Yeah, the superpowers aren't great. Curses. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and we have a British detective team trying to figure out what to do. I wonder where the idea for a British detective. I know. I was just from. thinking. I like it. All goes back yeah. to what we're talking yeah. about in the it, very beginning of Case' yeah. adult life. The novel, though, uh, We Angry Few, is based more about the eighteen um, sixties Civil War in America. Mm. Wow! Um, but it's an alternate history. Mm. So oh, I like those. Types. Yeah. So it's basically there was a lawyer in New York at the time. Yeah. Who decided to gather up all of the gangs because he represented them all, so he had oh. all of the contacts. Ooh. Um, he put them all in one building to try and set up a treaty where they would all work together mm. and then swiftly poisoned all of them except for a few of the people organizing this mass poisoning. Mm. He then declared himself mayor of New York by killing the old mayor because the president is too busy with the war. Mm. Yeah. And then he declared New York a kingdom <laughs> and him the king. Wow. So King Lenny and the Rochester Reapers became a thing. <laughs> the Rochester Reapers. Yeah, he named it, he's from Rochester so he named him he named the, his crew the Rochester Reapers. I look forward to the numbers of, you know, number of sales of that book in New York, actually, I feel like. So it's about a group of people from different places. There's Mm. a Chinese girl who's an immigrant on her way to New York with her family. There's an Irish guy who's looking for his lost brother, who was one of the poisoned people. And there's a bounty hunter who's just out for (laughs) revenge. But they all have this, they all eventually have the same goal, which is kill the king. Oh, poor Lenny. I know. (laughs) (laughs) We just learned about him. Yeah. And now he's got to go. Oh, that's so the whole book. Maybe he survives. Oh, yeah. So yeah. We, it's, it's a POV book. So every like chapter should make is that. a different POV. Uh, we should make a trailer of that between the, the, the comics and fiction. Yeah. <laughs> it's it, it took three years to write that thing. Wow. So could you tell us about the process of writing? Because you say you're the writer. Yeah. Primarily. Yeah. So how many hours do you have like oh, certain hour to hour, like day to a schedule? Yeah. How do you do that? So me and Ari will, will come up with a concept of either a character or, or a situation. Mm. And then... Um, usually Ari does the mapping. He knows exactly where we need to go. Mm. Um, but I'm I need to put it on paper because I'm the I do all of the dialogue and yeah, you fill it in with yeah, all the yeah. I do all the literature and stuff like that. Mm. So um, so we'll kind of work as a we work as a good team that way. We, we have ideas, but he knows exactly how to really turn a small idea into a really cool one. Mm. And then I put it on paper in a way that works how we want it to work. It could be me writing for 10 minutes and then going, oh, <laughs> I don't know how to describe the, the snowfall. <laughs> mm. There's oh, there's a building I need to describe. I, I don't know what it looks I don't know like. What it, I, 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 can, I can picture it, but I, I, I don't know how to put it in words. Square. Yeah. Or, <laughs> or if I'm really locked in, it'll be five hours of me yeah. just typing. Mm-hmm. And I, I won't proofread any. We, we have an editor as well yeah. because of this. <laughs> 
there'll be spelling mistakes and like grammar mistakes because I just I just go. Hmm. I know I I do that for Dalton as well sometimes. Yeah. I don't I'm read it like, back. I just write. I'm just like, why don't you put a comma there? Yeah, yeah. My editor <laughs> just to does be that. a period. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't have an editor at first until until we wrote like 600 pages, wow. and then we're like, oh, we should probably get an editor. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Ari's like, did you check this stuff? And I'm like, no, I just wrote it. <laughs> You're listening to The Bridge. So, you know, you've been living here nine years? About nine years, yeah. Could you tell us a little bit about your personal experience in China and why you've continued to live here? Um, Don't you dare try to leave. I will will murder you. (laughs) I was interviewing someone a couple weeks ago and they've been here like 12 years. They're like, but I'm going home soon. And I was like, my heart broke inside of me. Was it Fonto? (laughs) No, no. Oh, Fonto is planning on leaving, but I don't think he's really going to leave. No one ever really (laughs) leaves. (laughs) It's not talk that's just going to happen for like five years. No one ever really leaves. My first week here actually, it was quite hell. Mm-hmm. Tell us about it. It was snowing. <laughs> First, I hate snow. <laughs> so I came here, it was snowing, it was cold. Mm. Um, I didn't know anyone because mm. I came by myself. My agent, I can't say her name, but she's a prolific gangster here. <laughs> what? That's crazy. I didn't know at the time. Um, so I didn't realize that basically all of my information was held hostage. Wow. She put me off in a halfway house getting ready for me to get an interview. Oh my God. For school. Uh-huh. Um, and then she went, okay, just wait for your interview. It'll probably be a week. Just stay in this halfway house. <laughs> Bye. (laughs) (laughs) uh, (laughs) I'm just in this small apartment with also this apartment had no Wi-Fi. Wow. And how many other people were also? Just me. It was just me. It was tiny. It was one bedroom, one living room, and a small bathroom. That was it. So I was like, okay, what what do I do? Mm. (laughs) I I can't. Did you have have a phone? I had I had to go to cost uh, Costa Coffee. Oh, to get Wi-Fi. Just to to sit on Wi-Fi. So I bring my laptop and my phone to Costa and just sit there all day. Well, that is actually a good thing about China. Whereas back home in the States, if I went to Starbucks, after a couple hours, they'd be like, sir, are you going to order something? I did but in China, coffee. you could just sit there all day. I did buy Still the cheapest. Still support the, support yeah. the business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Make purchase. But. As a British person, I cannot walk into a, a business without buying something before leaving. Yeah. it's We consider it very you, rude. You, there are so many KFCs there. People having business meetings. There's yeah. nothing on the table. Oh, man. No, if, if you go into a Don't pub. Don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> if you go into a pub or a shop or anything in England, you it's have very to buy rude. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. If you well, just go to the bathroom and leave, you've got to buy a beer, you got to buy, just get the cheapest thing. Maybe I should, maybe leave. I should move to the, because I always feel like, I always feel a little guilty if I go use someone's, like, you know, the bathroom yeah, or any facility of a business and well, not make any purchase. Yeah. Here in Beijing, they have street side bathrooms. That's like in San Francisco, if <laughs> you're downtown yeah. and you want to pee, you are, if you don't have money, you're, you're out of luck. You're, yeah. Because if you have to use a business and they'll say, you have to, to buy something yeah. to get the key or whatever but in beijing you're just walking down the street and they're just bathrooms yeah that's it <laughs> we don't have that in england either so thing how did you get past that first week to a place where you're like okay i can stay here this is all right um what well, was that transition i got like? the first job and then the owner turned out to be another gangster <sighs> i know right so the, the the school shut down and he jumped to another country without paying. And I'm like, uh, uh. oh my God. And I'm like, is this, is this how, how it works here? <laughs> 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 
Um, but then I, I, I got introduced to an employee I really enjoy. Mm. Um, we became a friend. Um, and I was like, okay, this is what it's supposed to be like. Yeah. And I had a really good time until COVID happened. Mm. Everything kind of went went south. But luckily, I, I was recently, by then I have agents and stuff like that. I was recently interviewing a lady named Christy who uh, runs several schools here in Beijing. And she gave this advice, too, that if you're coming over, make sure that you've talked to former employees or current yeah. employees. Other people, yeah, other exactly. Other people, you really know what the school is you're going to go for. For one, some of yeah, these agents are like, oh, we have 20 schools all over China. I've and seen some what really, that means is yeah. they have nothing. And when you get there, then they're going to make money off of you. So yeah. they're going to hold you hostage. So- I mean, one of those, I mean, a couple of those job groups on WeChat. And mm-hmm. then I see those job posts all the time where they're like, uh, English teachers urgently needed. Mm-hmm. We have 3,400 training facilities in China. I'm like, it's exactly the wrong person to call. To make sure that you're going to have a pleasant experience, make sure that you know the name of the school yeah, that you're going to careful. yeah well, exactly mm-hmm. what pay yeah. is going to be make sure that your you know contract i when Check i Google came over company make sure yeah. i signed my contract before i came over i was mm-hmm. like here's Me your too. contract signed here's your copy then i came over to china so my experience was more pleasant smart move yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I just went with the first buyer uh, and yeah well, luckily i got out unscathed but yeah. it was a long fight Bes- a long i can't fight. imagine besides the work inconvenience just looking at the lifestyle here in beijing versus lifestyle back home what kind of things surprised you? What kind of things shocked you in an unpleasant way? And what kind of things were you like, oh, that's a different, cool way to do things? Good question. Um, I really like the um, old people just go out and dance. <laughs> <laughs> and they'll just go out and we're work We're going to do an episode about that, by the way, yes. very soon. I have re- already yeah, written. They'll just... All the all all the gir- old girls they just go out they dance together as a group it's a community the old boys they're doing their workouts in in those little parks they built it's awesome to sing in uh, playing um like mahjong or something mm. out on mm. the street all yeah. together yeah um we don't have that in England mm. old mm. people get sent to a home oh. and that's where you stay there's no like outdoor community stuff mm. Mm. unless you're in like a dog parks. walking group or you have parks in we it. have parks yeah. but like the, the the most community thing is two people walking by each other when they walk their dogs and going, hey. Aww. Aww. Actually, it doesn't sound too dissimilar from America. Yeah, Yeah. it's just two people who know each other just from walking dogs in the same park. I know. That's that's the extent. If you really think about it, the older, you know, the senior community, Mm -hmm. at least in Beijing, because I've Mm -hmm. never lived uh, an extensive period of time in another city, but the old community, the senior community here. Oh, it's amazing. They have things planned out for the whole year. Mm. So cool. Spring is the birds. Summer the is birds, the, yeah. the board games, the chess. Mm-hmm. Um, fall, it's, uh, I don't know, whatever sports they want to do. Winter is the swimming in... Uh, and then you got the hacky sack thing. Oh, yeah. And you have the flag waving thing where yeah. it's like a dragon. It's amazing. Yeah. Oh, summer is like winter. Uh, sorry, the fall, they could fly kites, you know. You see, here's the thing in the park where i live they fly kites all, all year, year round. round even if it's like freezing cold and there's snow on the ground oh, they're like yeah. shaking there's like <laughs> yeah. kites in there there's an avid kite community of, of usually older guys but yeah that is one thing i found amazing about coming here also i have to just say this because i was surprised the first time i saw it yeah. old ladies with swords dancing to music yeah <laughs> like, very slowly yeah. very slowly with also, swords pra- um, uh, next to my neighborhood they practice their uh, instruments mm. and opera singing and stuff like that yeah. Like, yeah oh yeah the first time i saw the whip it was one guy and he's beating this thing and i was really confused I'm oh like, what is this but then I, I saw it like there's seven guys or you know people in a big circle and they whip it to each other and it's like a game where they oh, pass cool. it around oh, i didn't know you could whip it to each other yeah so there's like a whole whipping that's community cool. in um, mm-hmm. 
Beige, was it Inter- Beijing International Sculpture Park. There's uh-huh. a section of the park where all these elderly folks get together and they whip this th- top that spins and, yeah. it, and it moves to the next person. They pass them around That's in cool. a giant circle. That's really cool. But I'm talking about the actual, you know, whip cracking. Just, just, oh, just whip. whip cracking. Because yeah. I, I walked by um, the stadium, the worker stadium that has been renovated. It's the lights supposed are to on. open in yeah. March now. The lights are already on. So yeah. if you're in the city, go watch it. Go see it at night. It's really beautiful. But there are always like a senior, you know, older gentleman there. And it sounds like when I first heard it, I remember I was walking with my boyfriend who's American. He heard it for the first time. He was like, is gunshots? I'm like, no. <laughs> gunshots? <laughs> it's the whip. It's the whip. And gunshots. he was like, what? Because it's actually really loud yeah, yeah. and it doesn't hit anything. It's the sound of the whip kind of cracking in the air or something, whatever. Yeah. Maybe actually, it breaks if, the if sound. If you've ever heard a, a distance gunshot, that's what it sounds like. I've <laughs> never heard of a distance gunshot, but you sounds know. Sounds like a crack. And wh- <laughs> where I'm from, where my mom re- ended up retiring, there is a gun, I don't know, range uh-huh. near where my mom lives. And all day during the daylight hours, you hear gunfire. Sounds like cracks, right? Yeah. Like, it doesn't actually just sound crack, like a crack, pop or crack, a bang. It's a, it's more we're a about three miles or two miles, but you could just mm. hear it all day yeah. long. This wow. little crack, crack, crack sound. pop sound. That's why like, my boyfriend kind of freaked out the first yeah. time. And then I was like, no, 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 no. Look, <laughs> did you see that man over there, right there, that guy with the whip thing? That's like, he was like, that makes that noise. I'm like, yes, it does. Yeah. Hmm. What is that for? Is that for like bo- upper body strength? Or is it just for fun? Like why? Did- for upper body strength, I guess. And you have to kind of use your yeah, could be just exercise core. Or just because he wants sure. to look cool in front of the old ladies. Look at me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I've, seen, I've seen old ladies walking backwards in the park. Just oh my like God, yes. Oh yeah, the, the backwards I, walking. I don't question it anymore. It's just like, okay, it's, it's some weird thing. Let them do it. I give them respect fun. because I feel like if I, I walk backwards, I I would just fall. Well, you guys oh, are- I'd end up in hospital. <laughs> I think everyone has seen Tai Chi, but I saw this one gentleman in the park recently where he was doing Tai Chi, not just slowly, but so slowly <laughs> that, you know, the, the cycle that you would normally get through in like a couple minutes, probably going to take him an hour to get to the end of it. That's a lot of control. It's yeah, a lot it of body super control. Super slow. I was, it was like, doing like a flying back kick. But <laughs> <laughs> it takes an entire day to get through it. Like, damn, this guy's magic. <laughs> wow. And his secret impressive. is to just run, make sure you yeah. run out of pace. Like, are you okay, my friend is like a wizard turn me slow <laughs> help me you're listening to the bridge Let's turn it on the other way because one thing that I find striking, yeah. like I still am not pleasant about living in China, is okay. stinky tofu. Oh man! Because I, I when I'm walking it. by, it's like a block away. Mm. I'm like, Ugh, oh okay. god! Why? I guess if you're mentioning stinky tofu for, to the both of you as a Chinese person, I'm going to ask: mm-hmm. stinky tofu, durian, and durian's the, okay. It's the stinky acceptable. noodle from Guangxi Province. I'm not sure what that is. I don't know how to say it. it's. It's the like the river river snail rice snail? noodle. Is there, are there I snails? I know. I think I know what she's talking about. Yeah. You probably. I don't know if it's your, your girlfriend. It's the case girlfriend's Chinese. Yeah, my girlfriend's from Beijing. I don't she know. Loves she loves all that stuff. Yeah. Mm. So that's why I think like what's so stinky tofu, stinky fruit durian, and then that stinky noodle. Are they all nose for you guys? Luckily for me, I have no sense of smell. Really? <laughs> because you of COVID, that, you? I did not. Know that my mind how did you not know that i am like it's like (laughs) my mind is blowing i didn't know that are you are you serious yeah well uh, so you're like 
like just to- that's tofu. I can walk past the public <laughs> bathroom and I'll be totally fine. You can you smell anything? Nothing. Or? Nothing. Nothing. No, um, nothing. Nothing. Wow. Um, living in Liverpool is very dangerous. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I miss why. Well, I'm from Liverpool, right? Uh-huh. Liverpool is known for having very violent um locals. Oh. Yeah, I heard from uh, our you, with liver with, with we call ourselves scousers. Uh-huh. With scousers, you're either gonna get someone who is the the funniest, loudest, big slice of life person you've yeah. ever met. Um, because we we pride ourselves on being very um, positive and happy and mm. fun. Or you'll get the other half. <laughs> Which is like living in Dune. <laughs> yeah, oh my god! It's just people who want to cause chaos and rob you and stab you and take. And that's just who they fun. are. They do it for fun. So how yeah. does this relate to smell? I got hit in the head with a wrench by one of those the 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 other fifty percent. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah, they, they were like, "How old are you?" And I was like, "I'm 13." They were about 15, and they were like, "Oh, okay, you're young enough to get hit in the head with to a get wrench. hit in the head with a wrench with." So I got hit in the head twice, um, and I never. I never got to smell anything ever again. Oh, <laughs> that is a tragic story. Yeah. I know, I but, feel but sad. But luckily for me, yeah. when I go into a Chinese restaurant, it's all gravy, baby, because I can't well, smell I mean, a thing. 99% of Chinese food is delightful. Oh, so yeah. It's just, it, it is. It's just it's stinky, the, tofu. stinky tofu stuff. And the spicy, <laughs> for me, it's the spicy stuff and the stinky stuff. Yeah. It's like the tofu. Hmm. Most of it's like 90, 95% of Chinese food is completely acceptable, hmm. but the, the, the spicy, because I can't taste. So, so it's spicy just... for me is just fire. But oh no! My point was actually not to talk about stinky tofu. I just want to use that as an example, uh, as an example. On, on, on yeah, I know. Wall, this yeah. whole ten minutes has been like <laughs> a huge tangent. I meant for you personally. What kind of things st- stuck out for you? Maybe in your first few months, six months, year, as like culture shockish. Like, wow, well, that's very different. Um, probably work ethic. What do you mean? Um, a lot of the local people here that work way harder than I've <laughs> <laughs> ever seen anyone in England work hard. Because I, I was a bar manager, you know, I used to like run a bar. So I, people work for me and I couldn't get any of the wash a dish is a problem. <laughs> wow. Clean the glasses. Oh, now it's a problem. Here, it's it, it just gets done. Here's like, why are you a manager? We've done all the yeah. jobs without and, you and, asking. And they're like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll do everything everyone else does. And I'll do it for like pennies. Yeah. And it just gets done. And they go home to their families. That Also, family ethic mm. here is mm. pretty good. Yeah, actually, I always... I admire that. I, I really mm. think about it. Everything back home that people value about family, I come here and it's like, they actually it's do like that. More, it's like, yeah. wow, it's, re- it's really yeah. beautiful. Beautiful, actually. I, yeah. I love I yeah. love that too. Last question. You have so many projects, so many things that you're involved in. What is the future for Kay Gambit? Um, good question. Um, hopefully my agents hook me up with some more good movies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm writing the second novel. Nice. So hopefully people mm. read the first one. <laughs> Otherwise, if you give me a copy, I will read it. I'll give you a copy. Otherwise, Amazon won't, won't allow us to make another one. So <laughs> <laughs> hopefully people will read the first one. Um, but yeah, making a second novel. Hopefully we, we we expand our comedy range. We do more shows. Um, yeah, we just did a, a recorded show yeah. last month. Yeah, it was really good. Are you allowed to talk about where to find that? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not well, yet. so we just, it, it is just look a, for comedy K Gambit and we'll, Alex. Yeah. We're we're currently under NDA, search. but um, 
it's a prolific, I guess, streaming platform, platform yeah. who has sponsored it and will release it. We can't say which one, but when it comes out, when it everybody comes will out, know. When it comes out, we we're gonna tell everyone, show everyone. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's a big streaming platform. Um, we're just it's in editing stages right now. So thank you so much for coming on the bridge and sharing your experience of living and working in China with My us. My pleasure. Thank you very much for having Great me. Great to have thank you, you, Alex. Okay. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. 